0: job as
1: a fireman was to react calmly. You can't afford to have feelings about it. I'll get you
0: killed. In my work, I've seen everything.
1: But what I saw last night scared me so much. I- until recently nobody knew what ptsd was
2: lord i need you to heal him
1: i'm done how does it feel it's a little scary
0: i have very graphic dreams sometimes i think it's god talking to me dreams are important they can give us a window to what's going on inside i got this one in 2011.
2: The
1: commander in chief, Prophet. is a All All All
0: Well, guys, we did it. Uh-huh. see to shine sea. Well, uh, Chapo here, it's your middle of the week episode, and we are here today to talk about, we did another, we we watched another film for you. Uh, This time we have taken, uh, we did the Glenn Beck Christmas Sweater movie, Mm. and we decided to do uh, something of a a more recent vintage that uh, takes us deep inside the, you know, dog brains of the American evangelical, and uh,
2: their new new guy, Donald Trump. We've done a lot of these movies, and... We're always kind of hysterical at the end of it. Like that what we just saw is just gotta be the dumbest fucking thing. And we think that after every movie. This time, I mean I have (laughs) Felix said it best when he said this is like if you made a movie out of a dog's imagination.
1: Yeah, there's just like the wind blowing in your hair, you go to the kitchen, there's like a little like corner of a loaf of bread you can eat. Uh, you see all the faces you recognize. You hear a sound that like reminds you of uh, your mom walking through the front door. It's just like it's a movie. Like when you're do- you ever have a dog that like uh it, it sort of like stands on its hind legs and looks out the window, and you go like, "What's he thinking?" It's this movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the movie we're in question. Uh, this came out uh, in 2018. It is called The Trump Prophecy, and it is based on the absolutely true story of the prophecies given to a retired firefighter who in 2011 was given a message by God that uh, Donald Trump is the man to be our president in these troubled times. And he told everyone about it
2: after Trump became president.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's also true. Uh, but no, I mean, like the people who are vouching for him are, of course, his doctor uh, and and his wife. We'll get we'll get into that later. It's, I'm just going to read the description here. It says, the Trump Prophecy, witnessed the incredible true story of one man's personal journey to healing that led an international prayer movement. The Trump Prophecy is a gripping drama that delivers an, an inspirational message, if hope and patriotism. That is a, an actual typo.
2: God, somebody read this book and said, that's brilliant. I want to put money up so that we can bring this to the big screen. It's that easy to be like Norm MacDonald in that SNL skit on the Christian Jeopardy. And just say, oh, yeah, Trump predicted that. Yeah. Uh, God, yeah, talk to me.
0: This is based on a book called The Trump Prophecies, the astonishing true story of the man who saw tomorrow and what he says is coming next. In November 2016, the world witnessed the impossible. Nearly every household in America tuned into the electoral feeds and every update pointed to a loss for the Republican Party. They were watching the live stream of our
1: uh, live show. I I want to be in one of these movies, like just us on stage tugging our collars while, like, just some uh, some fucking dipshit is hooting with his wife.
0: But when that map of states flipped red in the final hour, there were a select few who weren't surprised. They had always known Trump was going to win. He was chosen for such a time as this. The prophecy had said so. The prophet, this reserved man of God, was retired firefighter Mark Taylor. The word given by the Holy Spirit was delivered on April twenty eighth, 2011, in the middle of the most debilitating sickness a man could ever experience, Uh, diarrhea he was he was having (laughs) diarrhea um uh, when the prophecy later fell into the hands of new york times bestsellers don and mary colbert god used this new team of passionate individuals to lead the nation into a fervent prayer chain that would accomplish one of the most incredible miracles our country has ever seen and this is the film adaptation this is not a documentary this is a like a a made to be a feature film a feature style uh, motion picture with actors portraying mark taylor and uh, Don and Mary Colbert, and the story of how again an unassuming retired firefighter suffering from PTSD was given um, a message from God that Donald Trump was destined to be our forty fifth president. All right, okay, so my big my big takeaway from now having just watched ninety minutes two hours of this movie is President G must take over America. China must must take over America, I realize that I will probably be killed in that, but I will I will be sent to a reeducation camp or just die in the first wave and say take over New York City. That's fine. But we need to treat evangelical Christians in America like China treats um, uh, Falun Gong members. Don't get no no Caparino. I know that's controversial, but I think they have the right idea, maybe the wrong group of people. Well, hang on,
2: Will. I think you could be a Mandarin. I think you'd, you'd probably do well on the tests. Uh, you could have a... Don't be some sort of a regional bureaucrat i mean that'd be great with me
1: that is like that's how the mannaker family story continues and then like <laughs> fucking 80 years from now when you're like your grand great grandkids have a podcast in you know new china they're like oh look uh their dad took the mandarin test he was a turncoat <laughs> and uh just it continues <laughs> in the family but I mean, I guess we have to talk a little bit about like the actual narrative of this movie. Which well, there's is... not much. Okay, so it's about a guy who witnesses one fire in his two decades of firefighting, and the first ten minutes of this movie contain about five scenes of crying from this guy and his friends. I
0: have to say, like the aesthetic of this movie was like incredibly sort of minimalist cinema. In that, you know, almost like 2001, the first 10 to 15 minutes, there are absolutely no dialogue whatsoever. And then even after that, there are long stretches of the movie of just a man staring at a digital alarm clock with no sound
2: or words at all. This was a Dogmeat 95 movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: and, it's, uh, it's
2: The first five minutes of the movie are just silent footage of fire trucks going by, like in Manos, the Hands of
1: Fate. <laughs> <laughs> For- uh, uh, so this guy, our hero, the guy who's the Trump Prophecy... He just can't sleep because he keeps dreaming about a fire. And, you know, you would say you picked the wrong job, buddy. But wouldn't you know it, he's going to retire. And there are two scenes of him having the exact same conversation with the fire chief about retiring. And they both cry during it. And I have to say, these guys are the biggest fucking pussies in the world. This guy is quitting his fucking job as a firefighter in a small town that experiences a one alarm fire every 15 years. And they're just fucking weeping. They're acting like they're in Delta Force.
2: Yeah, the uh, uh, chief tries to dissuade him from leaving, saying, you know, if you stay another five years, your pension is fully vested. And I was like, no. He's I'm like, no, my, no, I'm we, out of the game.
1: We live in Bedford, Missouri. My house is $47.
0: <laughs> so the, uh, actually, I just want to go back to the very beginning and the opening credits. The the first words that are spoken in this movie are just like, uh, again, it's like, you see fire and their credits are rolling. You're not looking at anything but fire and like, you know, executive produced by the Liberty university cinematic arts center. And then you just hear a disembodied voice say, as Benjamin Netanyahu is to Israel. So too is this man to the United States of America. Then we cut to, you know, uh, there, there it's in, you know, a small town in in like a meth den or something. A, A junkie drops their Zippo and uh causes a fire in like a, a you know a two-story suburban house and then our main character Mark Taylor the prophet is you know springs out of bed in the firehouse where they all sleep in bunk beds like race car bunk beds and he has to like he's fallen asleep with the bible on his chest and he like springs out of bed the bible hits the floor and then he goes to encounter this like a traumatic fire that as Felix said a one alarm fire that like again He's been a firefighter for 20 years. This is the first burning building he's gone into, and he, like, completely loses his
1: shit. He, this guy, as a fire survivor myself. (laughs) Yeah, you can say it. Yeah. I have a little trouble sleeping, but my nightmares are more like, you know, I have this horrible nightmare where I have a small dick where it's only eight inches. (laughs) and Everyone laughs at me. (laughs) <laughs> or, you know, I'm not a New York Times bestseller. I've never written a documentary. Or I've am not. i never made the Champions Division of Fortnite. And not some bitch-ass dream about a fire. But this guy can't stop having them. He it's- can't stop having them. And he, the most offensive thing about these home scenes, he sleeps in what I could best characterize as smaller than a twin bed with his long-suffering <laughs> wife. And all he does is toss and turn and then go to his smaller bed. And... <laughs> Every night, his poor wife is like, oh, no, honey, you're having the fire nightmare again. And it's like, this is the most patient wife in the world.
0: It, it's because they, they have like a sexless and childless marriage. So it's like, I don't even know what's going on. I, mean, I don't it, even They're like roommates. Basically. Yeah.
1: They're roommates who sleep in the same
0: bed. And, it, and like, OK, so he experiences one fire in his two decade career of being a firefighter, completely loses his shit. And is like, I'm taking four months off. I'm taking up all my sick leave that I've banked. I'm taking four months off, and then I'm retiring
2: January first. That wasn't supposed to be part of the job. You never said there'd be fire involved. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And it, and then also we learned that his his long suffering wife was the fire dispatcher, and she's just like the firehouse secretary. She just calls him. She's like, "Got a fire for you, hon." Well,
1: that's like, well, so that's a recurring theme in this movie. In I guess this is a thing in middle America. If you have a job, your wife is like your wife has to come with you to the job to be like a lower <laughs> station than you, but work with you on the job. This plays, we'll talk about the doctor later on, but there's a similar scenario that go. though the doctor's wife is significantly more powerful yeah. than him. I oh would yeah. Say. But, uh, so he enjoys his retirement, which is they go to the one lake in fucking hog shit, Missouri, <laughs> and they're, they fish and don't catch anything. They suck. Like, you'd figure people from that part of the country would be better at fishing. They don't accomplish a thing. Uh, They throw a Frisbee at (laughs) each (laughs) other. (laughs) <laughs> they just literally this is like a dog directing a movie about people again <laughs> it's well, like oh yeah they're gonna do that people th-. like a dog would literally think like <laughs> when people leave the house without him they're like oh they're going to throw the frisbee without me this fucking
0: sucks this is actually my favorite part of the movie during his four month break from his traumatic fire encounter uh, he's like I need to you know spend some quality time with the wife and it's just like they go to the park throw a frisbee around then ride a ferris wheel together and they're very happy but he but like he still keeps having ptsd nightmares about a fire well it's no longer a fire it oh, becomes a demon it, oh, well, okay his nightmare is the fire is given flesh and literally like he's lying in bed with sleep paralysis thinking that the like the you know rafters of his bedroom are on fire and then like the fire like forms into like a de- an obama looking demon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like oh let me be clear uh, if you like your house, it's gonna
1: burn down. <laughs> uh, n- nice wall. Let's put some Quran's in that bookshelf. Uh, so uh,
0: you didn't put that out. <laughs> oh, there, another another element of his retirement is that he's gonna spend all this time um uh, rehabbing his, his 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 father's boat. And there's one scene where he's like, it's all like broken down and shitty, and he's gotta like you know repaint it and you know just get a new new engine, new outboard motor or whatever. And on his father's boat, his fishing boat is a Reagan Bush 84 bumper sticker. And I just love
1: the idea of putting a bumper sticker on a boat. Like, <laughs> you might as well put a confession to a crime on the back of the <laughs> boat. No one's ever going to see that. I can't stress Fucking this enough simpleton.
2: that the first 45 minutes of this film, all that happens is he quits his job and he plays Frisbee with his wife and he has dreams. And this scene, these three scenes just recur... Over and over again, we
0: describe. Yeah, the first forty-five minutes of the movie, we like you got it exactly right, Felix. We described our Virgil. You said it's like if someone tried to film or make it a film adaptation of a John Kasich rambling anecdote <laughs> yeah, about, you, you know, know, oh, why, oh wait, oh, why did my dad have a boat? Oh, you know, some people have boats, son. There's this
2: baffling scene <laughs> where he's he's looking at old photographs of his dad while he's on the boat. And then, you know, we, we see what's going on in his head. And it's just an old man with a young girl, like a child on the boat. And was he supposed to be the young girl in this story? Like, that's a sepia tone, John Kasich, you know, yeah. holes in the brain. Yeah. My dad, wherever. my
1: dad, had a boat, he'd always take my sister out. And later we found out, you know, he wasn't even taking the boat around. He was just putting it in the back of the trailer hitch and driving around town. And I said, well, you know, first of all, I don't know why you didn't take the boat out on the lake, but how come you never took me? And then my mom pulled me aside and said, John, your sister's never been on a boat either. So what's the big deal? And I think all of us were looking at our neighbors saying, hey, he's got what I don't have. We got to start thinking like that. <laughs> you know, I go to, you know, I love, I love it here. I went to the, I went to your lake, me and my wife, you know, every time we see a lake, we got to throw, <laughs> throw the fish at <laughs> each other. And yeah, we got a little great. We went on that Ferris wheel and I didn't even want to come down. My wife had to get me off. I wanted to stay at the top. I could just, I, I, I swear to God, I swear to God, I could sleep at the top of a Ferris wheel. I've done it before. I did it in New Hampshire last time and oh my, oh boy, it was, my campaign was mad at me, but you know, uh, the point is there are places in America that don't have lakes and there are Frisbees just sitting around collecting dust and it's the saddest damn thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, governor Kasich, the question, question was about abortion.
0: So yeah, uh, so far it's been a story about um, the world's most bitch-ass firefighter, uh, who suffers brutal PTSD from seeing fighting one fire, who goes home to sleep in a tiny bed in a sexless marriage with his wife, the fire dispatcher, <laughs> and then there are numerous scenes that are just repeated. It's sort of existential. They repeat the same scene of him talking to the fire chief about his pension. And there are multiple scenes of him taking framed pictures off a wall and putting them into a box. But he's like, take, he retired from being a firefighter and there's a scene of him in his house taking down all the photos of him being a firefighter and putting them in a box. Cause I guess like he can't look at them now or something. Uh, this is, it's, there's also, it's and and then also keep in mind that like while this is happening, there's no dialogue
2: or, or even sound at some point. So, so he's just, troubled by, uh, these dreams uh, and, you know, he talks to his wife about them. And his wife says, honey, have you considered praying? And this is a trope you see in all of these movies where the wife is just very wise and says, uh, you know, have you heard of the Bible? Which makes no sense because you see him read the Bible in the first fucking scene. And he goes, uh, prayer, what's that? She says, well, it's like no, talking says, to God.
0: No, he said, like, I, he's like I,
2: I feel like I can't pray. Like, he reads the
0: Bible, but he feels like he's, he's cut off from a personal relationship with God. And his wife tells him, like, praying it's just like having a conversation with yourself, but you're talking to God. Or no, she says
2: it's just like having a conversation,
0: but you're talking to God.
2: Yeah, the, shouldn't he know this by now? It's kind of like the first thing you learn. Like, yeah. If they want to be a Christian. And like we said, when we were watching the sequence
0: of uh, him and his wife playing Frisbee and sitting on a dock together, we were like, is this why all of these people, like for this demographic, is this why they're all into QAnon? Because it's, like, the only interesting, fun thing. So here's my point. Like,
2: first off, uh, like, his imagination of what life is is just uh, sitting on a boat. Like, he looks like the avatar of every person who's screaming at Ilan Omar on Twitter. Or Colin Kaepernick. And uh, the thing is, like, he, you know, he he doesn't uh, uh, stay long enough at the fire department to to get his pension fully vested. So he essentially retires early. He doesn't look that old. He's, like, probably late 40s at most. No, he looks like my age, dude. Like he, he, like this guy retired in his 30s. And all he think, well, he retires and he thinks, well, all right, what am I going to do with uh, the rest of my life now? Well, I'm going to fix up the boat and uh, we'll throw the frisbee at the lake with the wife. Uh, but he can't even do that. And it's like, you know, he, he stays up all night because he's having these horrible dreams. You know, wife's ready to go to the lake, you know, day two of retirement. Can't even do that. The movie's depiction of what that life is like. Uh, you know, after you stop working and have someone to tell you what to do uh, is so bleak to me that no wonder all of these people became posters. Like, no wonder they all just got into QAnon shit and MAGA shit. Like, why not? What else are you going to do? And that's exactly what he does. He starts posting. But like uh, in in a, in, a, in, a, in a physical journal, though, it's not
0: yeah. like he doesn't share it with the Internet initially. Not yet. Yeah. He starts writing down all his dreams in a journal and then like, you know, I think at one point they recommend that he go on antidepressants and I swear to God. And then he's like, at one, they put him on SSRIs. And then at one point, like he wakes up in the middle of a cold sweat and he's like, I'm not taking the pills anymore. And Felix was like, yes.
1: Well, yeah, no, yes. I, I look, I have my problems with the politics <laughs> of this movie, but it's overall message that SSRIs are bad because they'll prevent you from having the trump prophecy it is true it is true this has been studied in medical journals 0% of people who take SSRIs have had the trump prophecy but what, what I, zero
0: what i find what i find interesting yeah what i find interesting is that the guy who plays the lead role of mark taylor it seems like him the actor like as a person was like i don't know just like whacked out on like he just like has no affect like he's just like the the blankest person he he can't he's
1: like he's like the prototype of a guy who like kills the mayor of his town because he like he just he thought he thought god was talking to him like that's the exact type of guy who's like they'll be like one of those states you never hear about they'll be like do you know the governor of arkansas died in a sword attack in 2011 (laughs) you'll be like what the fuck and it's just a totally flat person like that killed him so
0: yeah he's uh not doing shit, doesn't have a job, spends all day looking at a digital alarm clock and having nightmares about a fire demon slash Muhammad. It's sort of like a Muslim-style yeah,
1: demon. A, now the, the, Muslim, the Muslim people, they have a strong spiritual connection to fire and they can project these into the dream realm. If you do not pray, the prayer is, the prayer is like a border wall between your dreamland and Muhammad. Dream warriors. Oh, at one point he does encounter
0: an angel that appears to him... Like a orb. I will say a, that no,
1: that's biblically correct. Mm-hmm. That was surprisingly biblically correct for evangelicals. I was very proud of them. That is how what, angels. What depicting
0: have, angels just like a glowing orb? In the Bible, light? that's what they
1: are. They're yeah. just like glowing. They're orbs. They're orbs. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. No. That's that's how angels be.
0: When did they when did they start describing angels as having like wings and halos
1: and shit, After like, and you guys harps. picked up all that Roman bullshit. <laughs> hmm.
0: So okay, at, at this point though, he uh, his wife suggests that you know finally that you know he see a doctor. And then, like, there's a scene of him seeing his... It's not really clear. He's seeing, like, his doctor slash pastor. And it seems like he's getting <laughs> CAT hey, scan he, he
2: talks to the doctor and says, Oh, you know, we, uh, we just got your test results in. And, uh, you know, you, you're low T. Uh, <laughs> no,
0: he says that you have the hormones of a 70-year-old. So he's, like,
1: extremely T-depleted. But, but, but uh, so this have never you, uh, comes... This never... By the way, there's never a callback to his T-levels again <laughs> in the movie. There's just a one-off scene where his doctor pastor is, like... Yeah, dude, you're a fucking pussy. Oh, he also said your adrenal gland is like
2: depleted, so he used yeah. some of that that cheese
0: pizza <laughs> adrenochrome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: And he then he and then he and we're trying to figure out who this guy is because he's just a guy in a suit and well, the thing n- is, nondescript it's like, it's office. It's not a doctor's office. It looks
0: like it's like a, it looks like a minister's office, right? With, and then, the dark wood. And, and, and then he says, books uh, and shit. you know, have
2: you considered praying? It's just like talking to God.
0: But like, i oh, to write you a prescription for 20 seasons of prayer. <laughs> no, but he's like talking to this guy, and we assume was his pastor. Who's like, you we're know, working on your spiritual health, Mark. And then he's just like, I'm looking at these CAT scan results, and they're not good.
1: <laughs> what is going? But I think you had a good point though about what do- what doctors are like in Middle America, because there are no Jewish doctors, no Jewish or Indian doctors, or Chinese doctors, it's just all local shit kickers who are okay. like yeah i'm a doctor so like okay so then then the pastor doctor like uh refers him to
0: another doctor and here's where the story really takes off he refers him to the office of dr colbert who from <laughs> as best i can tell again based on a real person who is like a dietitian yeah he, he, not, has, like, he, has he has keto a, diet shit in his office like, there are scenes in in the movie <laughs> We're like positioned in between them as they're having a conversation is like a nice display table featuring the keto diet by Dr. Colbert. Like it's an ad, like native advertising in the movie. And uh, he's also like a a half spiritual doctor. My vision of this is like, is this what medical care is like? In the parts of the country where, like, there are no Jewish or South Asian doctors, or there's not some like incredibly uh, competent, like you know, like immigrant guy who's like a heart surgeon or whatever, or just like the classic Jewish doctor. Is it, like, oh, do these people have medical. Degrees? I, w- I want to like- make
1: a movie about like where the worst Jewish doctor from New York moves to Missouri. Like they, they punish him by relocating to Missouri. And he's just the best doctor they've ever seen. Yeah. Like the, like the patients are like, oh no, you're going to make, tell me to pray again. He's like, what? <laughs> Very <laughs> what my cousin talk- Vinny. Yeah. He's like, what? Yeah. But it's not, he, it's not through street smarts. It's just through basic medical knowledge. <laughs> he's like, we need to like disinfect the needles we use. <laughs> I can't like pray over them. And then the at, at one
0: point, at one point he comes back from the prayer or keto doctor and his wife's like, how'd it go? And he's just like, well, he's carrying two jugs of water. <laughs> and he's had and he goes, well, the doctor told me to drink all this filtered water. And we were like, first of all, like filtered water, that's just like getting a Brita filter. I think was- he meant distilled water. And th- this doctor told him to drink two
1: gallons of distilled water. Yeah, this is basically like his, the better doctor he went to is basically like he met a Christian at GNC. <laughs> it's the same
0: effect. So he's getting, yeah, he's getting medical results. And then like uh, he basically says to his prayer doctor... Like you know, I think God is telling me something with these nightmares. And again, his doctor is like, "I think you may be onto something. Do you mind if I, I if I tell my wife about this?"
2: It should be clear over right here. He is originally. This is how the sequence works. He's in a, a like a waiting room that could be like a doctor's office waiting room. You know, people in scrubs. And yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he walks through the door, and then cuts to a, a room in a clearly different building that's just it's like a psychiatrist's office or no, no, it's like the set of a talk show. And there's just a big bookshelf with laid out this, you know, con artist fucking diet books. So he gets his distilled water diet, but like it really takes off when Dr. Colbert, uh, at some
0: point, uh, in like the plot of this movie, again, it's impossible to tell how time passes. It begins around 2005 and then he first has his prophecy in 2011 and then he writes it all down and then gives it to the doctor. Like after Mitt Romney loses to Obama and then it, like his again, his doctor is like, I think there may be something here. You mind if I consult my wife on this? Um, she's also a, a crackpot, um,
1: unlicensed <laughs> spirit, uh, witch doctor. Yeah, my doc, my wife actually works at Vitamin Shop. <laughs> yeah. I'm the manager of the <laughs> GNC. My wife's the manager of vitamin shop. Together, through our expertise, we're gonna figure something and out. And here's the funniest part in that scene. He was like, Do you mind if I show this to my wife? And he was like, Well,
0: sure, if you think it'll help. And he's like, uh, Mary could you come in here like and then she just walks in the room like she's just working out front as his receptionist or something
1: well I get okay so in middle America the guy like the doctor at the he's like the lord of the hospital and then your wife it's like that guy was one of the lords of the firehouse and his wife was a lady of the firehouse
2: this is why all of these people are afraid of socialized medicine because they think it means you won't be able to uh, see your local crank doctor anymore <laughs> like, I won't be able to see Dr.
1: Johnson he rides a horse well, that, that, oh, well, that, good. that's why no 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 no. we should let like there, it, there should be an opt out for medicare for all and it should be like if you want to see your doctor who like who tells you you have to like do half of a to cure your cancer if you want to see your doctor who's like yeah you just have to just walk into any bar mitzvah and touch the boy reading the Torah. just touch him on the top of his head and you'll gain his power and you'll have no more shingles like, that's fine. If you want to see the doctor who sees you with his wife, like, y- his wife <laughs> cups one ball and he cups the other, that's fine. You don't have to be in Medicare for all. You can still pay that guy out of pocket. There should be crank insurance. Yeah. Like, yeah. should yeah. Yeah. Well, United private insurance should, should cover. Right. It should be, right. United should only cover just, like, complete quacks. <laughs> fucking psychos <laughs> who make you go on keto when you're 90. <laughs> like, but that's... That
0: that guy has been having a mental breakdown for the past 10 years has received zero adequate treatment for whatever (laughs) schizophrenic break he's currently having because of the fire he encountered that one time. Uh, and I just love the idea of like, he's getting cat scans or whatever. And the guy's looking at it and he's like, Hmm, I've been reading your diary while looking over at your medical charts. Uh, my wife teaches uh, pottery at the local community <laughs>
1: college. You mind if she uh, takes a look at these uh, brain uh, x-rays? All right, so on one hand, this says that you, your hormone, like, you're, like, near fatal hormone catastrophe. <laughs> your thyroid is cratering. And you, and, yeah. and you have a tumor. But also, my wife has an Etsy, and we <laughs> think we, you may be a prophet of God. <laughs> so, you know, well, let's you know split the difference. Drink this water, okay? And let's <laughs> wait to see if Donald Trump becomes president. <laughs> So okay, sounds good. I, yeah, I don't want to take those doctors away from anyone. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, again, like, uh, the, the action of the movie really starts about an hour in where the dietician gives his wife a, like, manuscript copy of this guy's insane ramblings that he's been, like, scribbling in a fucking diary, uh, you know, after 10 straight years of night terrors. And she reads it, and she's like, I think there's something here. The funny this is she- a commander-in-chief prophecy. And it just... It just has that
2: rhythm that the Holy Spirit has is what she literally is what she says. You only ever hear like two lines from the fucking prophecy and they are Donald Trump president question mark and the line about as Benjamin Netanyahu is to Israel so
0: too will this man be for America. That line is repeated three times in this movie.
2: Damn that's good writing.
1: Yeah, and he is what Netanyahu is to Israel. Like, they both have sons that we like. They both have cool sons.
0: <laughs> they both have cool
1: sons. They're both definitely not
0: corrupt and under yeah. a million investigations. Yeah. And they're widely loved by everyone. And they yeah. both everyone lost the popular vote. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Did Netanyahu lose the popular vote? Well, I mean, yeah, there's so many different parties. It's not like he got yeah. like, a majority. Nobody anyone. gets more than, yeah. like, 20%. Yeah. yeah. And then I think at one point, like, the big climax to the, the fire, ex-firefighter story is the demon visits him, and, and like he sort of has an out of body experience where like he drifts up above his while he's praying and fights the demon above his body floating in the bedroom by doing spirit writing and writes like no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That cool line. From yeah, the fans Bible. of the show ghostwriter will appreciate <laughs> yeah. this callback. And, uh, again, like I, I was just w- seeing this shit is like in the colonial era and like, uh, early modern Europe and shit where people would have like witch panics and people would go insane and like see the devil and like there was like wide, widely known uh, phenomenon of like ergot poisoning, where like a, like a f- crops would be uh, get like a fungus that mm. would cause uh, hallucinations and madness when ingested. And I just felt like this was like the modern suburban equivalent of that. Like are, we're gonna find out that like yeah, um, you know Bedford, Hearts, Minnesota, or no uh, Missouri, where I guess the movie's supposed to take place, was like under a giant seam of methane gas
1: or yeah. something that was leaking into everyone's homes. It's very so. Your con, conclu- my our conclusion upon watching this movie is that probably about like at least sixty million Americans are just completely fucking insane. Yeah, they're at just least that. totally insane, and they think that like all their friends, like they think there's like a fifty percent chance of anyone they know being a prophet of God, but their prop, <laughs> but their prophecies are all like. Ooh, I think I think God is telling me that um, Herman Kane is going to be on the Fed Governor's board. Like, when the Chinese finally rescue the world, save us from global warming, and this is just like a colony of China, and they're studying us in 300 years, you know, what used to be here. They're going to exhume, like, a, a skeleton from, like, suburban St. Louis or something, and they'll be like, oh my God, there are so many tumors in these brains. <laughs> like, just I would say, like, about 30% of Americans have debilitating tumors that make them think that they're regularly visited by demons and angels and that, that, that like, their doctors clearly aren't helping. Their doctors are all people who are on, like, the Jim Baker show <laughs> yeah, who, who are like, oh, we I got just the thing for you. Six minutes, six minute abs gets rid of leukemia like that, <laughs> like and it just it, and we're the most powerful country in the world in the history of the, the world, the wealthiest country too, and the most can, technologically advanced country. We can vaporize the planet like twenty times over, and like yeah, about thirty percent of people are just beyond schizophrenic, like just like I said, beyond, like this is just something else. I don't know what the fuck this is. Like you have to see, you have to see the parts in this movie where this guy he should probably like under like an objective board of experts would look at this guy's life and be like, this guy should kill himself <laughs> until he's like, he just watches TV once. And is like, Donald Trump's going to be president and that wills him to live. And every medical expert he goes to is like confirms this. Yeah. And that that's it. That's like the country that can kill all the other countries. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. That's I'll, great. Wait, I want to, I,
0: I looked up, uh, the, 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 the diet doctor that uh, the film is based on, Don Colbert, uh, I looked up one of his books and uh, it's called here, The Seven Pillars of Health, The Natural Way to Better Health for Life. This is a New York Times bestseller with over uh, 300,000 copies sold. And it says, what is the status of your health? What if in just 50 days you could experience more energy, feel better, look better, decrease your stress, prevent diseases, be more efficient in your work and enjoy your day? Would you? In Seven Pillars of Health, best-selling author Dr. Don Colbert shares timeless truths as he introduces introduces you to the basics of good health. So, here are the Seven Pillars of Health. You guys ready for this? Yeah. Uh, water. Seven pillars. Water. Where did
1: get that from by the way.
0: <laughs> number one, water. Hmm. Uh, distilled water. I. I yeah. I mean, okay. Uh, sleep and rest. Number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, living food. Does that mean eating meat? Like eating food that was eating things that were like once alive. Probiotic, maybe. I don't know. Living food. Pretty sure everything you eat was once alive. Uh, exercise. Uh, yeah. Good.
1: Detoxification. Okay. Supplements yeah, and yeah, coping yeah. with stress. So like four out of seven of these are just basic things. Any doctor, these uh, are food th- and water are two. Of the <laughs> food and water. And sleep Sleeping, is another one. Yeah. It, yeah. If you inhale, make sure to exhale. <laughs> but the rest of that, like the other one, the other three are just like, yeah, make sure to buy, you know, my brain force plus for Christian men. It only <laughs> works on Christians. This is a new type of supplement.
0: Oh, I also looked up uh, one of the one of the reviews of the Trump prophecy book, and uh, one of the first one was in fact a one star review from a verified purchase. He- the 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 headline subject line is uh, just "facts wrong," and it reads here stopped reading when they tried to tell me Creator won the Kentucky Derby, which was run on a Thursday, always run on a Saturday around the 1st of May. Creator came in
2: 13th. (laughs) If they can't get
1: those facts straight, why would I believe anything I read? That's that's the (laughs) the never-Trump Republican that they should interview. The guy who would have supported Trump if like they got any they of the facts correct. about the Kentucky Derby, right? If you go, I, I if, love the guys.
0: He thinks that you read the Trump prophecy book to get accurate <laughs> gambling information.
2: Like it's that book from Back <laughs> to the Future too. <laughs> yeah, if you click through that guy's profile, all of his reviews are about Kentucky Derby information <laughs> and feature films.
1: That guy, that guy should have Brett Stevens' column space. Like he should come out against Trump, but a lot like. Times Trump has disrespected the Kentucky Derby. Times like Mitch McConnell has gotten the winner wrong. I think you
2: should replace all of the the comic book movie nerd reviewers with just this guy. You know, and every review is like, "Avengers gets the Kentucky Derby all wrong again." Yeah,
1: yeah. Thanos killed horses that have actually never even raced in that. I know it's a, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, this guy, this guy rocks. This is a more sympathetic character than anyone in the movie. The the fucking horse racing pedant. <laughs> I this by the way this movie where like this guy literally just prophesied says he prophesied Trump winning because he couldn't sleep and saw a clip of Trump just babbling about China in 2011. He's like, all right, I see one glaring factual. <laughs> they shoot horses, don't they? Not in this film. <laughs> I like another
0: one here from another verified purchase. It just says false. Threw it in the garbage. The fireman never uses quotes of scripture. Listen to his many posts on YouTube and check his Twitter account. You will see. <laughs> oh, this is like this is
1: their equivalent of like people who don't like our show because we're like trots or not trots or something. <laughs> uh, this guy is the Chapo Trap House of the right,
0: <laughs> like the very One divisive, guy. very divisive, but very successful. You yeah. Know? The other thing I like thinking about uh, watching this movie is that like. If Trump saw this movie, like he would hate this guy because he is like a textbook low T loser. And Felix, you said he would think it's a film documentary about Adam Schiff. Poor Adam life. Schiff
1: can't even sleep. His bed's so tiny. We call him Little Bed Adam. Ooh, his little feet are running off the bed. Tough luck, Adam.
0: Can't even throw a frisbee to his wife. I saw
1: Adam. We saw a little Adam shit in the park with his wife. I've never seen a frisbee travel so such a small distance. Baron can throw it twice as far. He's a loser. He looked terrified on the Ferris wheel. He's a pussy.
2: had a little Adam shit Experienced one filibuster in twenty years. <laughs> called it quits. <laughs>
1: it's like Trump would have contempt for everyone in the movie except for the religi- the doctor and his wife. Well,
0: because they're about that money. They're about the they're hustle.
1: about they're they're caked up. Their house is nice, and he'd be like everyone else. He would think is just like weird or boring and a <laughs> loser, and he'd be right. But like. Like he'd personally cut the pension of the boss at the fire department, but the doctor and his wife, like he, they would be at Maralago with him one hundred percent. That was the most. That was the best casting in the movie. Uh, he defeats
0: a demon with spirit writing, and then his character pretty much goes away. And then it focuses mostly on the uh, the wife of the diet doctor that he went to treat his PTSD and demon visions uh, with. Uh, so the wife. Uh, is convinced uh by reading this man's you know diary of a madman <laughs> that he has literally spoken to God and
1: received this a prophecy. Is like, yeah, this is like if in the shining of Shelley Duvall read from the typewriter and was like, oh my God, he's right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it
2: was. So uh and then
0: she and then she her her big idea is to start basically um like a like a chain prayer email it's a prayer conference prayer. No she, she does a prayer conference call where it's like everyone it's called the Nation Builders Prayer Call. It's basically like Christianity is like a multi-level marketing scheme. Perfect. Where, where she she calls all the pastors she knows who do prayer groups and get like thousands of people to dial into like one big party line where like they just pray for Donald Trump. And then best of all, she discovers shofars. She discovers the special Jewish ram's horn that they blew uh, as a sign of victory for their leaders And she starts getting people to blow shofars into a phone.
1: Yeah, so there are two parts about the shofar storyline I love. First, she gets like, she employs all the nurses and doctors at her husband's (laughs) hospital to just go overtime (laughs) buying shofar. This would be the most sued hospital <laughs> ever. <laughs> like, can you imagine you just get MRSA because your nurse is on eBay haggling over a show yeah. bar so his boss's wife could pray for Donald Trump <laughs> with some other dickheads on the phone? That's healthcare for 50% of the country. Yeah. yeah. My meemaw flatlined while the
0: nurses <laughs> were arranging a fucking... Chain email conference call for but, praying for Donald Trump. But then
1: they do find the equivalent, like, what these people are to Christians, they find the Jewish equivalent. And they just get this fucking dipshit on Skype who's like, and, uh, you know, you're blowing the shofar, and whoever you blow it for, that's protection for him. God knows. Just blow it. And uh, God's like, hey, I'll, walk, I'll look out for this guy. just to fuck, They found, like, a, basically a Jewish evangelical well, to Skype with them
2: even before that point. So uh, there's a uh, I guess this would be the technical low point of the film in screenwriting terms when they think you know oh maybe Donald Trump isn't actually going to maybe he's not going to win the primaries and they show the only clip of Marco Rubio remotely doing well in a debate. Uh, just saying, you know, uh, you're a fucking con artist. You get all your shit from China. You got a shit from Mexico. You, uh, your fucking university is fake. It's a fake fucking university. And they're watching this and uh, the main characters are watching this and going, you know, oh God, what if he doesn't win? And the wife's like, well, you know, the only thing we can do to make something happen is obey and pray. And I, it hit us all. They never actually explain why they like Donald Trump no, at any no. point in this movie.
0: There, there is, there is, like in 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 the film part of it, there is absolutely no discussion whatsoever of any political issue. Or or anything that would differentiate Trump from any of the other Republican candidates, let alone from the the, the Democratic ones. It's just you just get the, the, the photo you get a Reagan Bush eighty four bumper sticker on a fucking fishing boat and that's it. The wife and her husband, they never discuss politics. And then I think at one point they see Obama beat Romney and then like the the firefighter guy says like, well, oh, he didn't even try to run or something. He's just mad that Romney was, you know, a cuck It's like
2: they like Trump for the same reason it- dog bite you know he oh he barks real loud yeah that yeah it's just supposed to be trump it's yeah just it's supposed to be him for some reason oh these are some interesting colors they remind me <laughs> of a rabbit i could yeah. chase after
0: yeah so then uh okay there's also a, a humorous scene of uh the wife conducting a prayer conference call in an airline bathroom in an airplane bathroom and then like for some reason everyone in the cabin can hear her being like now let's get out there and pray for donald trump and then there's like a, a near attendant figure who's like <laughs> off, off three Zans, and then orders like eight martinis because she's like, I can't deal with, it. I can't deal with this shit. Can't yeah, deal with it. one of
2: these Christ fans. Yeah, one of these. Theists. She's
1: posting on Reddit child free about how a Christ card ruined her flight. <laughs> yeah, the rest of this is just kind of a blur until we get to election night.
0: Well, I mean, there's one really funny montage of like like uh, fake newspapers piling up that are all like <laughs> Hillary Clinton projected winner. You know, chances long for Donald Trump. And Then Felix, you notice that, like in the you know the badger bugle local paper the byline at the top like hillary projected to win is from bart simpson yeah bartholomew, it said simpson. bartholomew simpson that was
1: yeah that was by like was I, I guess s- like someone's nephew did uh the the graphic design for this movie. photoshop He's like, oh, yeah. here's a little easter egg for the cool kids that live in my subdivision but this is just it's just mostly a blur like it's like there's like a montage of different dumbasses blowing shofars It is, yeah, real. <laughs> That's on election they, day, and they all look like they're all doing it in like hollers. Like Raylan Gibbons is about to kill them if they don't drop that shofar. Uh, he's
0: like, he's like, you gotta ask yourself can I unholster and fire this weapon before
1: your lips blow through that shofar? I to say the doctor, the doctor seemed like a one-off justified character. Yeah, I'd Who sells like, who sells people fent through shofars. Like he has (laughs) fent patches sewn into shofars. and, And Gibbons is like, we found, you're not even a doctor. And he's like, I'm a man of God. And then Raylan kills him. And you're like, Oh, that was a pretty good, like early season episode. You never, but in this movie, he's a hero. It's election day
2: and all the campaigning that any of these people have done involved prayer conference calls. And then what I'm sure was spending weeks trying to acquire these horns that they all blow at once. And (laughs) it's the doctor, right? Who's wearing a prayer shawl. Yeah, and blowing a shofar. No, 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 no,
1: that was the schizophrenic Jew they found.
2: Oh, that was <laughs> the, a different guy who was yeah. like, "All right, let me tell you how to blow in it." <laughs> and it's uh, yeah, it's election night, and you know, well, uh, everyone in the lying media is saying that Hillary is probably going to win. And there's a, a series of scenes where they're all just watching TV, and you know, oh, Obama uh, uh, Trump wins North Carolina, and Trump wins Florida, and it's like, oh, it's it's really happening. And they this is interspersed with like news footage and like uh, uh, hearing from the candidates on election night. And it just hit me. Oh, my God. The dumbest third of this country beat Hillary Clinton. It's
1: still like she ate so much shit. This was literally like they had a billion dollars in data on every single living creature in America. And these people like they're only like, first of all, everyone who voted for Trump hated each other. Like, just different like, it was, like, Baked Alaska, like, do pussy-popping on Hollywood Boulevard. I remember that being a campaign event to raise awareness for Donald Trump. And then, like, these people who they think are, like, Christ cucks. And, like, all the organizing was either just, like, pointless flash mobs or raising awareness of Pizzagate or, like, calling five people you know and telling them to call five people they know to all (laughs) blow your horns at the same time. (laughs) That was it! And it worked. It literally worked. It's... Probably the greatest thing that's ever happened. Did they that ever these do... these fucking people...
2: Did that campaign ever have, like, a single-person canvas for them? <laughs> Did they ever go door-to-door and try and say anything other than, you know, uh, Anna Wintour has been very unfair to...
1: Yeah, like, 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 yeah. I remember them being like, Jared Kushner actually ran a great data operation, and it was like, was he just helping people buy shofars? Is that <laughs> what they mean? Like, what... This is it. This is all we saw in this movie is it. It was just all, like horrifyingly manicured people with zand out eyes calling each other on the phone and being like, we all need to kneel in submission to benediction of the Holy Spirit speaking just word salad nonsense. It's <laughs> Harry that's Potter It's not shit. in the Bible. And they did it. They're all just Props. watching TV and praying. That's all <laughs> they do yeah,
2: the yeah. entire time. And they admit, well, you know, you can't change anything. My, you just have to pray. What you what never I, see them like
1: make a phone call That's says, uh, hey, remember the Or, like, or like, donate they're, to Trump. They're probably... Don't know this for a fact, but it's probably true. Two Trump voters, potential Trump voters, probably shot and killed each other during the one time they tried knocking on doors. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they both drew their weapons at the same time. As
2: far as they're concerned, elections are just decided by magic,
1: and they still won. Well, it was... Okay, this is very biblical. This is Exodus. This is the power of Yahweh, which is getting the horn and telling all your friends to blow in it, versus the power of the pharaohs, the magicians, which is sacrificing babies to get adrenochrome. Yeah, there you go. Yahweh wins again. Forget He's so about strong. forget about all, so the, all
2: the Selena Zito bullshit. Yeah, he won because of the magic horns. Why not? That makes as much sense
1: as anything. Yeah. I mean well, she she honestly should review people who blew into, she should interview everyone who bought a horn. That's a way better article than like talking to like a boat like a fucking yeah boating supply store owner. I'm curious if anyone out there
2: knows a horn blower.
1: I want. I bet there's a guy like you know how like sometimes we'll do an episode where yeah we'll make fun of like Jeff Jacoby and someone will be like they're like replying to like this guy commiserating about how we mocked him and he he, they'll be like well I'm a fan of you both but I really don't like how they address this. (laughs) What I wanted me I want we're gonna see we're gonna get this email from someone's like hey I really love the show you guys I've been a subscriber (laughs) since 2016 but. I was actually one of the people who do the horn <laughs> for Donald <laughs> Trump, and I don't really think you guys understand where I was coming from. There's, I was to talk to that person. That there's well there is over a hundred million
2: people in this country who believe they talk to angels regularly. <laughs> they voted for Donald Trump, and they, they 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 he won, and it and they watch movies like this, and it's just like it's like it's just the most dog brain bullshit, and it and it still staggers me that the like you said. People at the DNC or the Hillary Clinton campaign who have a billion dollars and like the most sophisticated data operation and all this micro-targeting information about every single consumer in the country can't just trick
1: these people somehow? Can't just jangle their keys in front of them? I mean, I literally think if you were just like, we found a new God. He's stronger than Christ. Like it would at least half of them would come over. And that's really all you need. If you just split half of them between their God and the new one, that's. You can do that. Just make stuff up. It doesn't matter. You know, uh, Islam, it's
2: just a, it's a sequel to Christianity. It's a reboot. It's great. You'll love it. Uh, One of my favorite parts, though, towards the
0: end of this movie is that when it finally does come back with the, uh, the retired firefighter and prophet, it's like him and his wife are, first of all, like, Almost every other scene of which he's not in bed in his pajamas, he's sitting on like a Barca lounger with a quilt over his lap, like he's some old person and who's like, It's drafty in here. I'm cold. You know, the prophecy has not been kind <laughs> yeah. to him.
1: The prophecy has weighed on his body <laughs> it's, and mind heavily it's
0: ravaged him mentally and physically. It's one of the worst and things that his, could have happened to him. Him and his wife are again, they've him and his wife have like had no physical contact at all in this movie, aside sleeping next to each other. And they're watching the returns come in and like the, the, the dietician and his wife are like, oh boy, we won Florida, keep praying, we're almost there. And then it just cuts to the next morning, and the firefighter went to sleep before he knew Donald Trump was going to be president. Oh God. That's not, I mean, I guess he knew it was going to happen, so he was just like, well, no surprises here for me. I, but
1: when he gets, when his when he wife, gets up, yeah. his, wife, his
0: wife is like, honey, honey, you won't believe it. He's like, well, obviously I do believe it. I'm the fucking prophet who yeah, made this happen. He, he
1: reacts like his wife is like, guess who i ran in today Shelley.
0: yeah no
2: so anyways, <laughs>
0: yeah his wife wakes him up he's like honey honey you won't believe it and he's just like oh half asleep oh what is it and she's like D- hillary clinton conceded donald trump's president and you're right he reacts like she said honey honey you'll never believe it you'll never guess what happened it's a miracle crest has a new flavor of toothpaste that i bought you and then he's just like uh, oh, okay yeah. great and then just goes back to sleep like he's Totally unmoved by the fact he it has literally <laughs> been confirmed in his brain that not only is God real and sends messages directly to his brain, but like it's correct, like they're like it's all real.
1: And he's just like, Oh, great, you know what? That's a cool guy. <laughs> yeah. That's dude, you know, what we always say act like you've been here before. That's true. That guy definitely acted like he'd been a prophet before.
2: Uh, and then the movie just ends. There's no more about him being a prophet or whatever his future prophecies. Yeah, he's
1: are. had a really bad post prophecy. I guess no one really has a great post prophecy career after a few figures, but he. There are very few Muhammad's and uh, Solomon's, and a lot of just he had like, a
0: great post prophet career. He conquered like
1: you know all of North Africa and Middle Middle he East, kicked East. Kicked ass, yeah. but uh, this guy just goes on like radio shows called like the politi- the politically incorrect hangout with just like two. Two guys named Jim, and they're like, we're, "We're talking to a man who has spoken to God." <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to this actual God, he's not this. He's not the flat, just dullard. He's just like a bumbling dip. He's like, oh, "Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's me. Hey, hey brother, hey, great, well, great to be talking yeah, prophecy yeah, yeah, again with you." Yes, yeah, so I'm a terrestrial being who can communicate with God. He just, but it, that's what's funny is, if he truly believes that he talked to God, he's a pretty cool guy. Because he talked to the being, the ultimate being, and he still just comes off as a guy who, like, you're in line with him at Home Depot, and he's like, huh. It's gonna get real hot this week, and it's like you've talked to God. What if that you is- have proof of eternal life? Like God favors you.
2: What if that is just all of his prophecies? Now, like God comes down and through an angel tells him it's gonna be hot this week. Yeah, hey, and it's hey, gonna be a
1: scorcher. Well, hey, t- hey, turn on the classic rock station if you like the song Cashmere. Oh, thank you.
0: <laughs> and they're like, he's just like, 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 like the like the signal is going directly into his brain. Be like, you like that Led Zepp song? Turn on the radio, you may be surprised. You sit in the car with his wife, just turns it on. He's like,
1: Yep, see? Got guy got the God. Got the God power. Yeah, they, ta- they- <laughs> God God comes on like one of those like shitty MAGA. He comes on like your voice radio. And he's like, Yeah, I don't know. I just like this guy. He's like a cool guy. He's well, humble. He's like, Yeah, I've had a lot of prophets before, and they all turned out. They're just like really, just like self, just like narcissistic, or like just self-destructive. Like Moses, he didn't have to do all the stuff he did, but this guy, he's just a chill guy, so I help him out. The
2: movie just ends, and then we have this thing that that, that this this is a, a feature of all of these fucking movies: the De movie, the Glenn Beck movies, like like all of these
0: uh, Christian right-wing movies always have uh, a montage at the end. Where it's just they edit together stock footage of Mount Rushmore, uh, San Francisco, New York, Sodom and Gomorrah. I would imagine, but like an eagle flying over an American flag, and like kids having fun on a beach, fireworks, fireworks shit like that. But unique to this one, there, you know, interspersed throughout that patriotic montage was just people showing framed photos of veterans that are in their family. Which
2: is weird because they never talk about veterans in this movie. They're just kind of throwing together all kinds of like really simplistic Americana shit.
0: And it was just like, yeah, they just people are smiling and looking photos of like, you know, this is my father. He was in the Navy. He died of heart disease when he was 80. But like, you know,
2: yeah, they're just it just felt like they're just throwing shit at the wall by the end of it. Like, hey, you fucking hogs love this shit, huh? Well, here's what I here's what I love to think about after
0: seeing this movie. Uh, like we said, you know, nobody thought you know Trump was going to be president. It seemed totally unlikely, but you know, a miracle did happen. And like you said, Felix, I like thinking that like this guy is li- the real deal, that like he literally is a prophet of God, and that God used him to get the prayer conference call and the shofar party that made it possible so that his power could elect Donald Trump. I really like thinking that that's a hundred percent real, and that my worldview is diametrically opposed to reality. God is a hundred percent real. He talks to people all the time. Angels visit like boat dealers in bump in Missouri all the time to give them messages <laughs> from the great beyond. It's all real. I love thinking that because it's just like, oh wow, I'm still correct in not believing in God because he's a huge asshole
1: and a moron. No, I think that like God's prophecies that he's been sending these people like. You know, it's actually the Democrats have brainwashed your stepdaughter, and that's why your son doesn't come to Thanksgiving anymore. Like, you know, hey, uh, there's a reason your your like just huge son didn't make the varsity team. He's gonna work on his fundamentals on JV. <laughs> like, just the totally boring prophecies God gives these guys. There's a reason for it, and I'm evangelical now. (laughs) It was nice knowing you.
2: I think this movie should be required watching for anyone working in politics because it explains pretty succinctly how all of these bored, retired suburbanites who are ostensibly evangelical Christians voted for uh, Trump, a guy who has open contempt for Christianity.
1: I, I, as much as I hate Buttigieg, I do hope he's able to just like they're able to keep this media creation alive for a little bit. Because I do want to see him try to, like, do his thing where he's like, hey, I'm a middle American with these people. No, I, you're I wa- not. I yeah, you No, you're not. He <laughs> yeah. went to Harvard, but I would love to see him try to talk to these people. Yeah. That would be the funniest fucking thing yeah, in the I'm world. Yeah, I'm a Christian
2: and a veteran like you.
1: And they're like, okay, buddy, when's the last time you talked to God? <laughs> <laughs> I he, There's no fate. He deserves more. The guy who thinks he can figure everything out by being a teacher's pet. Than talking to these completely insane people who all, like, Literally 20 million Americans basically think they're prophets by any definition of the word. Yeah, he goes yeah. to
2: churches where they screen this film and just is like, you know, let's talk entitlement
1: reform. Yeah, I and all these people look at him, they just see the fire demon from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I hope he goes to every church where they believe this stuff. That would be fantastic.
2: Uh, the lesson that I take from the movie is... The horns probably worked. That's, pr-
1: I, 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 yeah, like, halfway it's convinced. It's good of an explanation. So Whoever you're organizing yeah. for, get some horns. Yeah,
2: that's what I'm saying. You well, know, eat that shofar. Eve of the Iowa caucus. We want Bernie to win it. Let's, you know, shoot let's get shofar. horns. Let's get yeah. let's shofars. Let's get, let's get shofars, guys. Yeah. Let's get, let's do it and be fucking
1: legends. Yeah. We're going to get, in the next few months, we're going to get our shofars you get your shofars. Also, we are we think we could make millions if we made a version of this movie for Bolsonaro, the Bolsonaro prophecy. The Brazilian version of First of all, he's not a firefighter in the Brazilian version. He's a BOPE guy. <laughs> and he has like his PTSD is like the one moment anyone slightly resisted being shot to death.
2: <laughs> Let's put together a prayer party line for Bernie Sanders 599 for the first minute, 299 for every minute after that. And just, you know, let's just get the magic going. Talk to young, hot prayer warriors in your area today. <laughs> uh, there are showbars skip-
0: in your area waiting to be blown. <laughs> <laughs> we we we're, we're skipping over the part though that like a huge part of the runtime of this movie after the patriotic montage of people looking at photos of their grandparents and American eagles flying over Mount Rushmore is just like a documentary talking head part of the movie where they just interview uh, they interview Michelle Bachman. A uh, general Jerry Boykin, who you may remember as the original evangelical like prayer warrior general, who actually I think had to be shuffled quietly out of power because right when the war on terror was kicking off he literally would say things like we're fighting a demonic moon god and that's you could take that to the bank that's what the u.s military is li- literally doing <laughs> that is actually why we're fighting the war on terror and then like because back then like bush and all that and that was against their they were like no no, no you can't say you officially yeah. have to say islam is a religion of peace and they're like no well, i'm literally fighting a crusade <laughs> yeah, that was <looks laughs> awesome <laughs> when there were like
1: five generals
0: at the highest <laughs>
1: level who were like I have kinetically instructed my men to kill as many Mohammedans as possible. <laughs> and even Dick Cheney had to be like, don't can't, can't talk to that the can't press, please. That. Can't say that. Please, dude. Uh, no, yeah, they'd be like, yeah, I'm instructing all my
0: soldiers to grease their bullets with uh, pork rinds. We are going to kill or convert all the Muslims in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.
1: People forget, yeah, the people <laughs> running the initial war in Afghanistan it was like Petraeus, like, you know, that pussy. But then, like, Cotton Hill. Like, five (laughs) comments are running it.
0: Okay, so there's uh, Jerry Boykin, Michelle Bachman. No Marcus Bachman, unfortunately. I would have loved to see Marcus. Marcus. uh, Michelle has been out of the scene for a minute, but as soon as he was there, I was like, oh, man, what a great character that was. We all started talking about Marcus. And Marcus was the best part about Michelle Bachman. Like we were saying, when she was running for president (laughs) and Marcus was a character on the scene. uh, Okay, remember the fact that he literally had a youth ministry that ministered only to like
1: gay runaways but yeah my favorite like tell from that whole thing was they interviewed uh michelle and she clearly like didn't know how this came off and she's like oh actually marcus loves the campaign he's yeah his favorite thing is picking out the outfits that i wear (laughs) okay man he is that
2: what just every evangelical marriage is like they just sleep in a tiny bed they they play frisbee and do not have sex at all well, uh, and then, like,
0: and, you have night terrors about, like, you know, hands grasping you and spitting yeah. on you and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Your uh, husband
1: wakes up sweaty every other night. Your husband basically sees fire goatsy every night. <laughs> 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 and you have, to go, you have to go to, like, you have to go to the keto doctor, and he tells your husband to eat cream cheese every day and no bread. And you're like, yeah, he's fine now. Yeah, that's just normal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, okay, uh, other talking heads, there there is a number of people that were uh like their 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 name was given be like Mark Nuttle yeah. and people I've never heard of. But like they're, they're like a uh pastor, international speaker, which just means they've spoken in another yeah, we're international and then, and speakers. And there's one guy who's just like, you know, advisor to like advisor to like presidents and other world <laughs> leaders. And it was like other world leaders there for sure. Uh Charles Taylor uh, General Putney, <laughs> yeah. yeah just every every fucking warlord in Africa. there, yeah, there, there was one
1: like credential, like, not credential, but like the best-selling historian. Oh, was that
0: guy? <laughs> uh, was his name Robert Jeffries? Or he's like the really, uh, how shall I put? Like this? Marcus Bachman? Yeah, uh, Marcus Bachman esque. But he's like the skinny one to uh, the Abbott and Costello. You know, yeah, he's the skinny yeah, yeah. one to the Marcus Bachman's big, big, big old blimp. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like. You know, he's like one of the best-selling historians in America. Again, just dog shit for brains. Country, unbelievably stupid country. This place, really we have a-
1: the most. Like, we can just fucking kill everyone who's like every living creature. We can just fucking incinerate with barely a trace. Just kill ourselves and everyone else. And yeah, that's our best-selling historian. It's
0: not Robert Jeffries. Fuck. It's not Tim LaHaye. That's like the Bible code people. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Fuck. I mean. I'll look this guy up. Like basically he writes books about how, like, you know national treasure but for Christianity, where like the yeah. founding fathers like did numerology codes in the Declaration of Independence about like why Jesus is king and shit like that. David Barton, that's the guy I'm thinking of. That's the guy the, the
1: evangelical yeah. crank historian. There's a direct line between that and QAnon. Oh yeah. By the way, oh, it's, all, like, no, it's all the same It's basically shit. like giving kids like coloring books and it it tells them how to like develop critical thinking later on, both boomers.
2: God, just Bernie Sanders should just go to these people and say,
1: uh, "I'm magic." Yeah, I've I'm, talked. To, I've talked to God. He actually likes me more. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, though. I I, I blew I blew the show far way before any of these guys. That's
2: why, and I mean, I've never really talked about this on the show, but that's why my second choice candidate, if Bernie Sanders were to drop out or something, is Marianne Williamson. Well, you've just said this, and I literally have no idea who this person is. She's
1: the only. True heir to Lyndon LaRoche.
2: Okay, she's fantastic. So she was a writer in the 90s, I believe, and she wrote this huge bestseller uh, called, like, I can't remember the name, but it's all about, like, you know, the the power of love, hoping in the world of shadows or something like that. And uh, she was on Oprah. It was, like, an Oprah, like, early Oprah book club kind of book. Uh, And then she wrote a few more of these, like, spiritual self-help books And she ran uh, for Congress a few years ago. She she lost the primary, but now she's back and she's running for
1: president. Marianne had the only good interventionist position on Syria, which was, I think the Post said, we need to mentally quarantine the government of Syria.
2: It's like, okay, sure. Right. Go for it. She's right. Here's here's the thing. And, 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 you know, she has a new book out. Like, this is her campaign book. A Politics of Love, A Handbook for a New American Revolution. Doesn't that sound great? I love her. That sounds just so much better than all the, the Pete Buttigieg and Beto Award yeah, bullshit. We need a new LaRoche. That's her. Because the thing is, no matter who the Democratic nominee is, because Bernie has spent so much time you know, bidding up the policies and moving the party to the left, and even guys like Beto are like, oh, yeah, sure, I love Medicare for all. I want to abolish ICE. That means anyone that the Democrats nominate will be painted in the in the uh, in the fall campaign as this radical communist open borders baby killer, you know, to end your fucking healthcare person. And the 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 the, the centrist types like Kamala Harris or Beto O'Rourke, like they're not going to be able to handle that. They're basically going to they're going to end up doing what, you know, John Kerry and Al Gore did, which is, you know, uh, waffle on it and try to walk back all the shit that they said in the primaries. And they're just come off totally insincere because they're not actual class warriors. The only two candidates who could really withstand that because they have just this lifetime of credibility are Bernie Sanders and Marianne Williamson. Could you imagine Marianne Williamson? On that debate stage with Donald Trump, and Donald Trump says, "You know, this woman is a this woman is a radical. You know, she wants to bring Ms. Thirteen into your community." And Marianne Williamson just fires right back, "Donald Trump, I love you,
1: <laughs> Marianne. Dude, he, what's he gonna do? It would be like Princess Mononoke running against Donald Trump. <laughs> it would be so." would imagine she comes out and she just, they're like 50 wolves following her. That's so fucking beautiful. Oh, I can't my God. I, I have fucking tears in I my don't eyes. Know this
2: per- I can't even picture her Just face picture, that. Like... imagine this. You know, America, like our fundamental problem is we just, we have bad vibes. <laughs> and we just kind of need to get together using love, and positivity, and just like fix our
1: vibes, you know? Just realign, you know? You can, I'm maxing out to her. She rocks. She needs. Well, you love Princess Mononoke. This is yeah, your candidate.
0: All right. Well, I didn't know she was the Princess Mononoke. She is. She is. is. She is. And like she, she needs. She like her pitch is like America. Like we're on a trip right now, but we're on the edge right now. Could go one way, which is great. We're gonna go the other way, which is fucking
2: horrible. It's a nightmare. She's but you gotta choose. She's gotta right. Choose the and she's the only candidate who could actually unite the entire country. Yeah. Even evangelicals would fall in line behind her.
1: Everyone, I'm falling in line behind her. Because
2: she, she's a self-help writer, and like this movie is for people who read these fucking self-help books like Dr. Colbert. Right, they read
1: shit self-help books by people who have no magic powers, unlike her. They read self-help books by like crank doctors who like sell bracelets that they say equilibri- like give you magnetic equilibrium, <laughs> and they're just boring. It's like, be the best you. Imagine every day you're having a job interview with yourself. And combine that with her, who's just... The powerful aura and just mysticism and results. Yeah, and she's saying like,
2: yeah, these these crank doctors, these quacks, alvers are like, uh, you know, you need to de stress yourself and exercise. Nobody wants to do that shit. And she's just saying, you know, you you gotta you gotta experience ego death just once, and then you realize we're all part of the same thing.
0: Uh, I think you're overselling how how well evangelicals will line up behind uh, other cranks that speak in similar. cranks. She's not her. a crank. She's oh, not a okay, crank. I mean, okay. What she's saying is true. Yeah, like, dude, this is
1: name basic... one thing that she's wrong about. She, well, I
0: don't know. I mean, you've tried to explain more, it to me. I mean, this is my
1: is job more, to educate you. Oh, okay. Honestly, <laughs> she's a more Marxist candidate than Bernie.
2: This is all. <laughs> this is no, all You're right. There is, there
0: is a woman who's more left wing than Bernie in the race, but it's not Elizabeth Warren. It's not it's, Liz. It's... it's
2: Marianne Williamson. And she needs, you know, she needs like enough donations, even a donation of $1, just again, that debate. So, you know what? Join me, throw Marianne Williamson a buck. She's the one who deserves to be the next breakout.
1: Okay. There we go. Yeah. Williamson, 2020.
2: I'm still, you know, I, I'm still a supporter of Bernie, but you know, I, I, I also want it to be a good contest of ideas.
1: I want someone to push Bernie to the left on auras.
2: Exactly, exactly. I think that about does it.
0: Uh, so, what, what, what are our what are our final lessons from the Trump prophecy? What, what what have we learned today?
1: Sometimes there is a light that never goes out, <laughs> <laughs> and that light is a little demon, the little uh, demon creep that uh, hides under your your child bed that you share with your wife. You're fucking, you're fucking half a bunk bed that you sleep in with, with your life, but that light will go out if Donald Trump becomes president.
0: <laughs> my husband's in a coma. I <laughs> yeah. guess he's very afraid of fire. Uh, <laughs> I know it's really serious. Uh, so yeah, there there is a light that will never go out, and it's it's the Trump prophecy. Yeah. Nah. Okay,
2: Virgil. <sighs> you know the movie confirms my belief that just really. Not much more to life than posting. Oh yeah. That's what he does. He he be you know, he's retired. Uh screw it. I'm gonna become a QAnon weirdo. I'm gonna talk to God and post about it. And he's right. He's right to do that. Semper posts. Uh my takeaway from the lesson
0: is uh I'm no longer an atheist. God is real but uh he hates us and is an asshole. Like he despises nice. like he despises humanity. Like like
1: God is hundred percent real. But... All right, Chris, make sure there's last word. I think God is nice.